five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Podcast on the internet. All right, that was uh, Georges Benjour. Georges Benjour, a little brasileiro, a little tropicalismo for your listening pleasure. Let's see. What was the name of that little ditty? Masque Nada. Masque Nada. So we're going to get into some of the sounds of Brazil. Isn't that right, Peachy? Peachy is the wing girl today. She is hanging out. A little discombobulated by all the uh, activity of these strangers that have uh, wandered into our life. Right, Peachy? Yeah. It's a little freaked out. But uh, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. So it's been an interesting journey with my mother and um, kind of a frustrating one to be a little honest not with her per se but with the system let me talk a little bit about the system so you have an elderly parent and the elderly parent is going through a major life change major going from one state to another state, uh, one kind of medical coverage to another medical coverage, and trying to hook all those systems back up. Um, It's not easy. It's, It's not easy. And so my mother has Kaiser. You people on the West Coast know about Kaiser. Kaiser Permanente. And it's been good for her. It wasn't so good for my father, which is kind of weird. Like, pretty convinced that they facilitated my father's uh, exodus from his body. And on my mother's side, they kept her alive, right? So it's kind of like, okay, well, there you go. There's your 50-50 from Kaiser. More than once with my mother, by the way. She had cancer, thymus cancer, survived that. And then you know, barely made it. I mean, she made it out of the hospital in uh, February, but man, it was it was really touch and go there. And kind of a miracle. So anyway, she has Kaiser and it's not here in Texas. So I reached out to this insurance agency that was uh, recommended to help us with the new plan, right? So I reached out to them and they were very nice people, by the way. And they're here in town. They actually they actually called Kaiser. And Kaiser said, well, all you got to do is flip Kaiser into another coverage. 
And you do that by contacting the OPM. I guess it's uh, the government, uh, federal government, employees, personal management or whatever, office of personal management. So, you, you know, the idea is that you call them and then you click on a state and those are the things that you can get covered. Now, keep in mind, I'd already gotten in, her into Medicare, Medicaid. By the way, another kind of bullshit um, sort of item on the menu. You know, my mother, who's paid into these systems her entire life, um, was not given... She, again, she didn't have any real sense as to what to do with, you know, post-retirement and the HR person who worked at the government or for the government with my mother, set her up with Kaiser and didn't, you know, looking back, it's probably not her job to tell her about Medicare, but my mother didn't get Medicare in 64. So When I was back in California two trips ago, I actually got her signed up. And so she's got a penalty to pay for Medicare. Like, I think around $400 a month or something like that. It's, you know, it's kind of significant, actually. And um, so there's that. And then I'm led to believe that we're going to switch her, her Kaiser care, right? So I go on and I don't know what the fuck to pick. You know, and I and I even called the hospital and like, hey, you know, which one of these do you take? And you know, I got billing and just you know, the person there sounded a complete fucking moron, just to be honest with you. And so I picked one, right? So we go to we go to the doctor yesterday to set up like a local physician for her, get her get her enrolled, and they won't take it. They won't take the HMO. We'll take a PPO not an HMO. And look, you're talking to somebody who does not have healthcare. Okay. So I don't know the fucking system. I have no interest in learning about that part of the system. So not only does my mother have to pay a penalty for something that she's paid into her entire life, which makes no fucking sense. But even at this place, this, this uh, doctor's office, I told her, I told, I told them what she had. And they said, oh, sorry, we can't, we can't take that. I said, well, you take Medicare, don't you? Yes, we do. I said, well, why don't you just use the Medicare? Well, no, she has that. We, she can't. It's was, it was like they couldn't fucking just have a little default on their program, which said, Bill, Medicare, Bill, PPO, HMO, you can't, you can't click on it, right? It's like blacked out. They don't even have that. So now I've got to go back to these OPM people and stay on the fucking phone for two and a half hours when they say, oh, 10 minutes. And then I have to disenroll her from this thing. And then it's going to take some time to do that. And then once that's done, then I can march her back over there with the Medicare, which she's being penalized for not having taken that penalty or not having taken it uh, when she should have at 64. It's been fun. It's been, no, it has been fun, actually. It's been a fucking pain in the ass. And um, it feels like I'm just it's sort of in this, you know, and again, it's a learning curve and, and all that. But the system, this is where you you get into the gears of the system. And you know, the gears of the system will grind you up. 
they'll just grind you up. And I've done everything in my, in my power to stay outside of the system. And uh, by proxy, now I get to deal with it, right? Happy joy. Maybe I should employ one of these, um, one of these, or maybe both of these energetic good luck pieces so I can have all the, all the energy, all the positive energy I can. Can you see them? There's one and there's the other. Anyway, that's been, that's been my life for the last 48 hours. And uh, it's been, I would say it's interesting. Interesting is not a word I would use. Uh, I would say frustrating, frustrating, with maybe a slight tinge of interesting, slight. The only, the only slight tinge is to be a witness over how fucked up it is. Anyway, we're in a different place now than we were for Astral Weather. Actually, it's the same place, but just a slightly different location. As I get my bearings here, one of the reasons why I'm here in this location is because my mother has help this morning. And I'm very grateful for that. So there, that's happening downstairs. And I'm up here so I can do what I want to. Say what I want to and not have to interfere with their world or vice versa. One of the, one of the uh, blessings of living in a place like this, it's called modularity. Modularity. Move around. Ain't that right, Peachy? You know what I can do right now? I can give you guys a little Peachy Cam. Here's Peachy Cam. There she is. There she is. Oh, look at that. The cat from space. My little winged girl. Oh, yeah. No, she's got a flea in her head. You got to get rid of these fleas, baby. She brought them in from the outside. Yeah, a little picho. All right. Let's uh, let's get into you. We're gonna play some of the Brazilian music. There's a lot of it out there. Some of it's not that great, but a lot of it is really good. So the the themes we're we're taking we're kind of taking a bit of an international international flavor tour. We're gonna start with the little tropicalismo for a couple of weeks. It's going to get summer. It's going to get hot. And then uh, we might uh, shift into a little uh, <clears throat> tiki lounge. A little tiki lounge music. And then we might dabble in some, I don't know, Caribbean. Maybe a little, maybe a little reggae. I'm not a huge reggae guy. There's a few songs I like. Um, and Calypso. Give me a little Calypso. So we're going to get a little tropical, like the yacht has landed in tropical destinations. And that's going to be the, uh, the music for the next, next couple months. There's plenty there. There's plenty there. All right. Um, let's get into you since you're here. What is happening, Chataria? Let's see what we got here. There's my man, DJ Miguelito, 
Thor at the door. What's going on, Brother Steve? TJ Tomas. How are you, my friend? Commander Cody. Commander Cody. SP Dimples, what's happening, SP? The blue and the gray. Will the South rise again? You know, we're going to just make a little, little adjustment, Evo. Little adjustment, Evo. Crossfire cap. Hola, back at you. Sony, the classy one. Wendy, the beautiful one. I've been, uh, I've seen a few tweets about Hillary Clinton being rushed to a hospital. The question is, which version of Hillary Clinton? Crossfire cat, what's happening? Danny just dropped a show. She do with Emily You're talking about RFK Jr. No. Well, I got a show with Danny coming up too. Hucklebuck 411. What's happening? CC Jones, fantastic. She's here. Darlene Tiffer. Checking in from the 210. Data Brazilian here. Alini, loving the music today. Yeah, you're going to get some more. I love me some tropicalismo. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Equicentric, cha-cha-cha from the back now. <laughs> That's good, good line. Very Looks like a fun time, right? Who wouldn't want to be there hanging out? Got the Samba Beats. Cold bucket of brews, a little cachaça. Yes, finally Brazilian SP. All right, we may we may mix it up a little bit, a little bit, but mostly Brazil for a while. Oh, look at Sony. I sound a paravoce. Let's see who else we have. Harry Bowie. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey. Uh. You look like Jay-Z there for a moment, yeah, for a minute, I think. Uh, let's see. Samba Provoce. Oh, we got some we got some flavor. Jay-Z is so talented. Who knew? That's funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think you know what? I think the I think the Tropicalismo was a hit. I think it was a hit. Look at the wing girl. She's right in here. Let's see who else. Kelly B. What's happening, Kelly B? Would love your love your thoughts on the uh, Brazilian beats there. Mark M. What's going on, brother? Good to see you. If people just samba more, the world people. I agree. I agree. Brazil would have gone to hell. I mean, really gone to hell had they not had the samba. It would have been long gone by now. Peachy is not digging all the care. No, she's not. Peachy is very particular about who she hangs out with. Very particular. Uh, the system sucks. It is a grind, man. It's hamburger. It's what it is. Hamburger. Needs an overhaul. The system needs a fucking enema. That's what it needs. A coffee enema. You're passing number to the system. That's right. 
Beth Barry, double B, what's going on? What's going on? I know I'm all medical billing here. I'm good. Any, hey, if anybody has any advice for me, I'm open to it. Uh, wow, for some reason, the chat won't say that word. Sucks. I have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Boxcast has very interesting triggers for words. Let's put it that way. Um, Fran says, yep, Robert, it is horrifying how the system operates. Ugh. As the labyrinths grow, kind of like as the world turns soap opera. Yeah, as the world turns soap opera on DMT. That's what it is. I've done this mess for nearly 18 years. I still don't know how it all works. No, look, look at that. Kelly, the scorpionic safecracker, been doing this for 18 years. And the system is still a mystery. Uh, let's see. This is not made to help people. It's so people without practice skills can make six figures. Haven't that figured out yet? Eh? Oh, I figured out some of it, but not this end. Not this end. It's kind of like last week's show when we talked about uh, the uh, corporate CGI scores. And you had all these third parties just lined up there, ready to help you through the morass of all of your uh, legal requirements <clears throat> to keep your corporate CGI score at an elevated level. That I'm aware of. I'm aware of a lot of other bullshit. But this is new, fresh level, 100% USDA ground bullshit. Everything is purpose and number. I agree with you. Totally. The doctors don't understand it either. Not even You know what's interesting, um, Kelly and Wendy, is that when I called the hospital, again, I'm asking this person in billing, hey, what do you take? What should I sign my mother up for? I feel like I'll just go to the source. It was, you know what it was like? It, it was like I, I called somebody in a hospital to ask them about my air conditioning system in my Lexus. That's what it was like. Or um, can you explain to me the Martian version? It's not even that complicated. It wasn't that complicated. I'm like, huh? Don't you do this for a living? So to your point, been doing this for my for seven years in three states. I'm not even 50. I'm large. I'm feeling for you. That is a big haul. So you're in a Uranian cycle, a Uranus cycle, a seven years and a quarter Saturn cycle. And in three states, and all those states are going to be different. Man. I'm in the shallow end of the pool right now. Lisa W., what's happening? Let's see, who else do we have? Look at it this way. You'll have a better understanding how to handle things when it's your turn. No, when it's my turn, uh, I've got a different way of handling things. Let's put it that way. Um, <clears throat> when it's my turn, I'm going to Canada. I'm going Edward G. Robinson, Soylent Green. That's what I'm doing. The uh, Kravorkian exit plan. 
either that or my Mars in the eighth house will kick in and um, somebody will put me down like a rabid dog. Robert under parental supervision. That's funny. Uh, Peachy's not impressed. Peachy is, she's the shit, man. I've never had help with mine. How nice for you. I'm so happy. I made it a prerequisite. You know how I, you know, I find most of my connections here. Uh, like for instance, Sherry Schumann of Paw in Order CI. I found Sherry and this card down at the local market. She watches my cats while I'm away. And um, I went down to the local market and I asked if they knew of anybody that does what this woman downstairs is currently doing. And they said, yes, it was this woman. And she's very nice. And she, uh, so far she's, she's doing okay. I'll find out when I go downstairs. And then this was my lawn guy right here. Look, he's, he's a goat. He's got a goat. He's the greatest of all time when it comes to lawn care. And I found this card down at the local market as well. So the local market has yielded some really good resources. Peachy's a squinter. Uh, I can't let my cat out. He'll get eaten. Yeah, you know, she's she wants to go outside. But she's not going outside. Soul Traveler, what's happening? Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Late 70s, early 80s, dub reggae is fire. I'd agree with that. Gregory Isaac, Night Nurse. That is a cool tune. Reggae is good summertime music. Well, a little. I'm very particular. I'm very particular about my reggae music. How about some Buena Vista social? Yeah, we can throw them in there. They're part, they're going to be part of the, the Caribbean tropicalismo tiki lounge mix. They're in there. School's almost out for summer. Fun with kids. It's definitely out here. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Da, 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 da. Are we good? Liberté, you will need POA to smooth out your ability to manage your affairs. Believe me. Uh, let's see. What is POA? Can somebody spell out POA? We have some we have some drama in chat today. I'll let you guys sort it out. The system needs a hot lead enema. I like that. That's good. The point is to obfuscate and medicate. I would agree with that as well. 100%. Hey, Bo's here. Kabuki Theater. Welcome, Bo. Uh, PMSO LLC. Janine, eight hospitals in rural areas are being closed. So there are a few infirmary services. So we have Hill Country Memorial here. 
and it just got bought by a Southern Methodist. And my mother went into the emergency room last week. She was in emergency. And the doctor was wearing a tiny hat. Dr. White was wearing a tiny hat. I'm doing my best, the best that I can. Peachy needs a non-toxic flea collar. Yes, I agree. Power attorney, I got it. I got it. Thank you. Sunday's show is excellent. They're calling for you on quite frankly. I've had I've had some interesting interactions with Frank lately. Um let me get back to the screen here. I gotta see myself. You know, it's really interesting. Like the Sunday night show. Sometimes I like sometimes I'll walk away from a show and say, you know, that is a really good show. Or I'll feel that way. And other shows, I'll be like, I could have done better. And that's the Virgo in me. It's like, I could have done better. And that's how I walked away from Sunday night show. I thought I could have done better. But um, I'm glad you liked it. So, you know, Frank and I, we communicate a little bit on, uh, on Twitter. And he was on Anomaly. You guys know Anomaly? So the, the long-haired guy who's like a rapper. I haven't heard his rap, but I bet it sounds like shit, right? Like, I, I can just see him. And I and look, he he kind of won me over a little bit during the Kanye stuff because he actually stood up for Kanye, unlike most people, unlike Royce White and his convoluted fucking definition of what a Jew is. I still can't figure it out. I still can't figure it out. And, you know, and, and on Jason's show, they get into this whole thing of these secular Jews. They're the bad ones. The secular Jews. Oh, really? So it's just the secular Jews who are bad? Anybody who goes to temple is good. Just like anybody who goes to a Catholic church or a uh, Christian church, they're good. Really? Is that all you got to do? Just step through the fucking doors and you're absolved of any kind of social criticism? Convoluted, if you ask me. Um, anyway, Royce didn't really stand up. For, it was just a weird, he was just a, the only guy that really kind of stood up for Kanye was, was Jason. I, again, I still can't figure out what the fuck Roy says about these whatever version of Judaism he's referring to is beyond me. Um, but Anomaly actually stood up for him. And it's like, okay, I'll subscribe to this guy. And, you know, I watched his, watched his programs. I think he was really at his best during the Kanye stuff. And he decided that he was going to have Frank on his show. And he likes to debate. Anomaly likes to debate. He, he's got a, 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 a style where he, you know, kind of plays the cool guy. He smiles. You know? And Frank went on there just because he asked him to be on the show. And uh, 
He tried to trap him. He tried to trap him around Trump and DeSantis and voting for Trump. And it was really weird because I saw the the uh, the thumbnail for the show. And it was a uh, Trump supporter tries to defend Donald Trump or defends Donald Trump or whatever, one of those words. And it's Frank's picture in the thumbnail. I'm like, why don't the fuck you just say his name? Right? Why don't the fuck you just say, you know, quite frankly, stands up for Trump or whatever. And so I watched it and he must have hit him with the same question at least three or four times. And Frank just kept talking about it and try to explain his position. And I, I got to give him credit. He really kept his cool. I don't know if I would have kept my cool as much. He really kept his cool. And um, my mother was watching it. And she said, he keeps trying to pin him to the wall. I don't like him. He's got that smarmy smile. <laughs> you know, she's got a little get off my lawn uh, in her. And so I told Frank that story on Twitter. And he said, I like your mother. <laughs> so, hey, I'd love to get back on, on Frank's show. It's a cool show. Uh, speaking of upcoming appearances, Wednesday is an old school doubleheader. Um, I'll be on with the man, the G-man, Giuseppe Vavafinko, and the uh, Sane Asylum. It's on Wednesday. And then right after that, I'm jumping over to Old World, Florida and hanging out with Dr. Longo. So it's going to be a marathon on Wednesday night. If you're into that sort of thing. Uh, check it out. All right, let's do a little bit of uh, a little bit of love for Trehamp Science, and then we're going to get into some of this stuff here. Brasileiro. Oh, yeah. A lot of my favorite songs don't have videos connected with them. Um. So, I don't know, maybe I'll make my own video. All right, here we go. What? What? What do you need? You want out? All right, she wants out. You want out? You can get out if you want. I'll let you out. Can you hear you Let's crack that door. Right there. Right there. Right there. She's having a crisis. I think I need uh, I need some care. I need somebody to come in and care for my cat as well. I need somebody to come in and care for my cat. You need some care? Maybe I get a what do they call them? Uh, comfort dog. Right, those dogs that are trained that you can take them anywhere. Maybe I get a comfort dog for my cat. Would you like a comfort dog? Huh? Would you like a comfort dog? Yeah. Well, here, come up here. Come on. Come on. No. 
Jasper's a cat. Jasper's not a cat. All right, let's get a little uh, true hymn songs in here. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to need some. Definitely going to need some. There it is, right there. In fact, I have some, but it's all. This is this one is all gone. So I'm going to I'm going to dose up today. Uh, we got oils, we got edibles, we got water soluble, we got CBD for your pets. You hear that? You hear that, Peachy? And the great news about these products is that number one, they're all organic. Number two, this is Main Street at its finest, right? This is Main Street. And by supporting this business, you're supporting other people who work for the business, you're supporting the people who grow the CBD, the guy who processes the CBD, also known as Chris. And guess what? You even support me a little bit since it's the only sponsor of the show that I have. So if you spend $100 or more, just type in 15MINS, 15MINS when you check out. And when you check out, if you get $150 or more, you have free shipping. 30-day money-back guarantee, true hemp science, your, your go-to source for organically procured and processed hemp products. There you go. All right, let's get into uh, some of this stuff. Uh, let's do a little follow-up thing here. So on Friday with the Krimis, um, we had a pretty interesting chat. And one of the things that I brought to the uh, potluck was the, 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 the giant watcher in Times Square, uh, Diablo, the game. Uh, the game that has been, it's on, was it Blizzard? Blizzard Vision? Or I guess it's just called Blizzard now. Uh, Diablo has such, been such a hit. And the marketing around it has been so successful that it passes $666 million in sales. Diablo 4. Isn't that just a wonderful figure? $666 million. Like, you can't make this shit up. Yes, Peachy. Yes, I know. I'm going to get you a comfort dog. The comfort dog will take care of you. So there you go. Just a little update on Diablo 4, which we uh, spotted in Times Square with its uh, 3D it's 3D uh, application. All right. I got another thing here with, uh, with Klaus Schwab. I'll save that to the end of the show. So let's, uh, let's dose on a little uh, NPR. This is going to, Going to set the stage for the whole Trump thing. Trump is expected to appear at a Miami court on Tuesday. That's tomorrow. 
And that is definitely when Mercury is in Gemini now. So tomorrow's his birthday. So Trump is going to appear in court on Miami on his solar return. It's kind of a power move, if you think about it, right? I mean, I think this, astrologically, this is actually going to help. This would help Trump making this uh, public. And I guess he's going to have some kind of a weather presser tonight. Former President Donald Trump is expected to appear in Miami courthouse on Tuesday following last week's unsealing of federal indictment, accusing him of mishandling classified documents. Trump is facing 37 federal charges, including obstruction and unlawful retention of defense information. Federal prosecutors say Trump illegally stored dozens of highly sensitive documents everywhere from bathrooms to ballrooms at his Florida resort, refusing to return them to the FBI and the National Archives. Okay, we all know that, that if that's true, and it probably is, he's not the only one. Right? He's not the only one. And all he fucking has to do is wave them, wave his hand over and say, yeah, declassified. You can do that, right? Trump's appearance at the Wilkie D. Ferguson Jr. courthouse on Tuesday will mark his second appearance as a criminal defendant. They will run the gauntlet on him all the way through the upcoming election. And there will be an election. But they're going to run him through the gauntlet. And apparently he's going to have to face charges in Florida, which is interesting because, of course, that's Ron DeSantis' state. And you think DeSantis is going to get involved and try to, um, you know, put a roadblock on them? No. Not at all. Not at all. Um, he's also got charges pending in Georgia. Right. So he's going to have the ongoing case in New York with Alvin Bragg, the federal case, and two states' cases. They're they're doing everything in their power to bleed him out, either in the court of public opinion or financially. Now, usually with Trump, because he's got that son Uranus conjunction. Like Whitley Strieber, by the way, today's star of the day. Um, the inverse will happen with Trump. You can always expect the inverse of Trump. Like when he got into office, he did the exact opposite of what he said he, said he, what he, said he would do. Like drain the swamp? No. So on the other hand, when things like this happen, they could go in the opposite direction. So moments like this, I think, in a lot of ways, actually make Trump stronger. And they're a boon for his campaign because he'll get more money. He'll have to hire more legal teams. He'll be able to um, use his fundraising power and tap into his base, in which he's done quite well. They're also talking about going after Jared Kushner which I don't have a problem with. But if they go after Kushner, they'll go after your, uh, Ivanka, and then through the back door, they'll hit Trump again. Oh, and we also forgot Jean, E. Jean Carroll 
in her insane claims of what happened to him. All right, let's keep going on here. Uh, let's see. Still, Tuesday's court appearance is likely to mark a new era in his winding political tenure as the charges levied against him grow in number and severity all as he mounts a 2024 presidential re-election bid. Here's what, what to expect as the political world watches. By the way, there's only been one president who was elected, lost, and was re-elected. And that president is, drumroll please, Grover Cleveland. It always, like, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that there was a president named Grover Cleveland and a baseball player named Grover Cleveland Alexander. That confused the shit out of me when I was a kid. Weaver told NPR's Weekend Edition, this is Jay Weaver, there's a good chance the public won't see any of this. Weaver told NPR's Weekend Edition that the federal courthouse is connected to an underground garage. The tunnel could provide a secure spot for Trump to be electronically fingerprinted. As for handcuffs and a mugshot, those steps probably won't be necessary in this controlled environment with such a high-profile figure. Trump is scheduled to make remarks at a fundraising event in Bedminster again on Tuesday night. On his birthday, he took a similar tactic after being arraigned in New York in April, taking to his home turf in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, for a campaign speech in which he described himself as an innocent man and a political martyr. You know, I just... I don't know how well the political martyr plays on the right. On the left, I mean, it's like, you know, it's more than a cottage industry on the left. It's a, it's a, it's a raison d'etre. They need political martyrs. But on the right, I don't know how well it plays. There's a fine line between stating the truth and being a victim. And I, I think Trump gets a little uncomfortably close to that line. And truth be told, if he had really cleaned up shop from 2016 to, I would say, 2018, then he would have been in a better position than he is now, but he didn't. And I know it's difficult, but, or was difficult at the time because they went after him. I mean, straight out of the gate, it was Russia collusion. They had that shit wired and ready to go. And seemed to me that uh, Mike Pence was uh, kind of in on it from the jump. So he had to defend himself against, against that straight away. And it took months. Russia this, Russia that, Russia this, Russia that. Months. You know it. Finally, He's abdicated, right? He's like, no, there's there was nothing there. And in fact, 
they actually traced it back to the people who put it together. And what happened to them? Nada. Nothing, right? But even at that time, you know, with his hampered state, there are things he probably still could have done. All right, let's go back here. Um, it will not be televised in Manhattan because cameras are not allowed in federal court. Some reporters will be allowed to watch and share electronic updates, though, so the public will get an account of what transpires. It's unclear which judge will oversee Tuesday's hearing, but we do know this. The case has been assigned to Judge Aileen M. Cannon, and it could be the first time the two come face to face. Trump appointed Cannon to the bench in 2020. She surprised legal experts by ruling in Trump's favor last summer, appointing a special master to review documents seized by the FBI from Mar-a-Lago. I heard that they have replaced her. Although I can't be completely sure about that. And I guess we're going to have a Laura Loomer sighting. So this is the part that I wanted to bring up. This Carrie Lake, uh, the Republican firebrand from Arizona, alluded to possible violence. Well, it's probably a bit of an overstatement, but I do think that there is a bit of a there there. All right, let's get out of here. Let me find uh, this one document. Where are we? And it has to do with um, Andy Biggs. Here, let's look at this. Let's go here. This is Twitter. We will not let them lay a finger on President Trump. And Andy Biggs, there's some earthquake action happening. Here, let's check this out. Oh, I got to talk to Masaki uh, about this. Look at that, people who still care. Guy's got crutches. That's a good video. I like that. I have no idea what that's about. Let me look up this Andy Biggs thing. Here it is right here. They're definitely priming the pumps. I mean, even Royce White was talking about guns last night on, uh, on Fearless. GOP Congressman Clay Higgins and Andy Biggs call for violence. Now, let's really see if they did call for violence. If you've seen the tweet from Congressman Clay Higgins, Representative Louisiana, District 3, and suspected it's inciting violence, but can't quite understand all the code, here's Rachel Maddow breaking it down. No, we're not going to listen to fucking Rachel Maddow. And Jeff Charlotte, author of The Undertow, Scenes from a Slow Civil War, provides the details. And we'll skip uh, Rachel, Rachel Mann now. 
All right, so this is the uh, tweet from Clay Higgins. President Trump said he has been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. This is a perimeter probe from the oppressors. Hold. Our POTUS has this. Buckle up. One to 50,000. Know your bridges. Rock steady. Calm. That is all. Okay, so they're apparently, apparently they're, um, saying that this is a call for war. And I guess we need Rachel uh, Mann now to decode it for us. Carrie Lake has a new country song, 81 million votes my ass. Good. So Andy Biggs, where's the Andy Biggs stuff? Let me find that. So this is a guy who lost in, did he lose? No, he's an, I guess he's a representative. I guess he won. He's a representative of Arizona. That's right. So he won. Interesting. Let's go into the news here with Mr. Biggs. If that was my last name, I think I just dropped the S. I just dropped the S. Mr. Big. All right, this is from Business Insider. We have now reached a war phase, wrote Representative Andy Biggs. Violent rhetoric spreading in mega world over Trump indictment. MAGA supporters are using violent rhetoric here. Let you see this. I mean, this is part of the program. Messaging board users made threats against lawmakers with some calling for a civil war. Vice News reported. The posts were rhetorical, however, and there were no plans to engage in real-life violence, a report found. So you've got to really tread carefully here. But we can see what the momentum is. Is we can see it. This is where it's at. They're they're and they've been working on this shit for a long time. It's not like it was anything new in the making. If you go back to when Saturn was in Sagittarius, so we're talking 2015 to 2018. And when it was in Sagittarius, and I track this, every time Saturn goes through Sagittarius, since the inception of the Soviet Union, the United States has had, quote unquote, issues with Russia. You go back to the late 50s, and then you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Brezhnev, the other guy. The bear. The we will bury you guy. He became a problem. In Russia at that time became a problem. Leads into the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, which, the weird thing about the Cuban Missile Crisis is that 
we actually kind of lost that and won that at the same time. Khrushchev, it was Khrushchev. He said, well, that's all Saturn. Khrushchev is really doing a lot of chest pounding during the Saturn in Sagittarius phase. So then you would go back 30 years prior to that. So you'd be in the 30s and so you're in Stalin territory. So every time Saturn would go back into Sagittarius and go through the US chart, this shit crops up. And clearly that's what happened. And that was around the same time that they had the Olympics in Russia. Remember that? And all they did was badmouth Russia and talk about how bad the facilities were. And I mean, it was just, yeah, it was, this is how long it's been going on. In 2015, and I don't think the Obama administration sat down and said, hey, look, Saturn's in Sagittarius now. It's going through our 12th house. Let's make this an issue. It's just, this is how it happened. And I was just, I watched the whole thing. I'm like, oh, here we go again. New fucking Cold War. Right. And they've been building on that ever since. And now here we are. We're in, you know, up to our eyeballs in this proxy war in Ukraine and, and uh, Russia. And it's all a result of this, right? It's all a result of everything that's gone. On. And ironically, there was no collusion. None, zero. And then Trump got in trouble again, just to remind you of the history around this. He got in trouble again because he was tracking down what Joe Biden was doing in Ukraine with Burisma and Hunter. And he had actually sent Rudy Giuliani and I think Bernard Carrick to Ukraine to get information on this stuff. And there was a phone call, right? And they had a, and Trump had a phone call with somebody and, and they used that phone call and they opened the whole thing back up again. Every time they would put the crosshairs on Biden, it would be Trump that would wind up in the crosshairs. Same thing here, right? There's stuff with the FBI, there's Durham, all these things are out there. They're floating around. There has been at least one congressperson who has introduced articles of impeachment for Biden and Harris, by the way. And as soon as that happens, what do they do? They go on the offensive with Trump. I mean, it's not hard to put the pieces together. And the American people are, are the ones that are really getting fucked here. Like we're getting really getting fucked. And while all this is going on, we have, of course, the culture war and the gender war uh, during Pride Month, right? Which is a war on Americans' religious morals and values, right? That's all happening at the same time. That's turning up the temperature. That's turning up the pressure along with this. And every single day, that meter gets higher and higher and higher. And I can only imagine what would happen if we have a massive heat wave, which here in Texas, we're about to hit head on over the course of the next seven to 10 days. Temperatures of 102 plus every day puts the grid at risk, okay? Grid at risk. I keep wondering when we're going to have the next version of the blackout in New York. 
which occurred in 1977. I was sure that back in 2017 that we were going to go through another blackout phase. But imagine all of this, right, with this idea that the grid is at risk, power totally at risk, massive heat wave, and then the lights go out. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Trouble. Trouble on the streets. And, and this is all part of the program. This peachy left. Start crying in a it's all part of the program. It's all part of the program to get people pissed off, divided, and they're doing a great fucking job. Just a, just a great job. And then again, from you know my my brief baptism into the foul waters of the system, there are people that are going through those kinds of pressures and tension. You add that into the mix. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with some pretty intense energies that are dividing us, you know, more and more with each passing day. And we do have a Venus retrograde coming up at the end of July. And it might be one of those retrogrades where, you know, civility goes out the door because it doesn't matter what sign it's in. Venus is all about, you know, civility and code and contract and uh, the retrograde in Leo being interesting. And again, it happens right on Trump's ascendant. So, you know, this is going to be all about Trump over the course, not here on this show. It's going to be all about Trump over the course of the next couple of months. And... Uh, It'll be divisive. It's the way it is. Now, where do you check in on this thing? It's a hard, it's a hard place to check in on because if you just tap out and check out, okay, well, I'm just gonna check out. I'll sit this one out. May not be a bad strategy. But at a certain point, what's the line from uh they live about being in the center of the road. I didn't, never quite understood that line. It sounded good at the time. Let me see if I can find it. This is from They Live. I can find it. It's in the middle of the road. Let me see. Middle of the road. Let me see if I can find this thing. Oh. No, I don't want the pretenders. There's a line where Roddy Piper. Keith, Keith Davis says, hey, man, I just want to work, and I just want to be able to go home. I don't want no trouble. And um, Roddy Piper says, well, you know what they say, 
about people who are in the middle of the road, that's where you get hit. That's where you get hit. Now, I thought if you're in the middle of the road, you probably won't get hit. But it sounded good. It sounded like a plan. Let's see if I can find a couple of clips of the movie here. Let's see. Let me do the one with Keith David. See if we can find that. Um, I'm going to try and find it for tomorrow. Let's see if I can find the scene for tomorrow. The fight scene is is epic. It's it's totally epic, and I'm not going to play it. So, what's the strategy? What do you do? What do we do? Because we know that at some point, right, unless the aliens come in and intervene and save humanity from itself, which might be a card they'll play. Um, You know, at some point, this thing is just going to go Hatfield and McCoy. And good luck. If it does, and it feels like it's getting closer and closer, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. And it, it sets a really dangerous precedent. You know, we're talking UN, blue helmets, hundreds of thousands of people coming up from the border. What functional role do they really play? And theoretically, we're supposed to pick a side, right? Theoretically. It's, I, I, it's really a non-winnable situation in more ways. I mean, the only thing that can come out of it is, you know, this thing goes right off the cliff, which is really what the rest of the world wants. That Russia wants it, China wants it, they all want it. You know, they, they, they want to see this country devour itself from within and, and we're we're well along that path so i don't you know i wish i had an answer i don't really have an answer and i feel like it's one of those things where if and when something does go down you'll you'll either know what to do or not know what to do and i i'm you know i'm leaning into the fact that you'll know what to do. That there's a whole other body of intelligence that kicks in. Not everybody will have that experience. Some people will be lost and scared. And other people will be resolute or they'll have a sense of action to take. Because the worst thing that could happen is to be paralytic. That's the absolute worst thing. 
paralytic, fight or flight. That's what it's going to come down to. The, and these are not the, the most reasonable options. The most reasonable options are that um, we have benevolent AI and comes in and starts, you know, outing all these people. I mean, that would be kind of cool, actually. If you had a semi, or at least like I talked about this before, kind of a Robin Hood-esque AI and knows where all the all the bodies are buried, knows where all the dirt is, and just starts releasing it. That would be that would be cool. That would be interesting. You know, it gets back to the whole thing on Sunday night with the disclosure material and this idea that the so-called white hats are kind of orchestrating a monkey monkey wrench operation. What if AI is behind that? What if AI has figured out that well, if you can't if you can't rehabilitate the system, then you 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 throw something into the system to break the gears of the system, or at least have them shoot up for a little bit. And at the very least, it would be interesting, right? So I just don't, you know, this is going to be this is a weird time, and we're not even in the thick of it. Like the thick of all this stuff doesn't even really happen for another three years. Like the real blizzard of the time we're in won't happen for another three years. When Saturn and Neptune conjunct in Aries, that three-year period is going to be unlike anything we've ever witnessed. And if we're still here, if a lot of us are still here to witness it, um, I might do a show on that on Sunday night. Just kind of get out ahead of the curve. But we're in this weird purgatory now. Feels like we've been here for a while, but really since uh, 2020, we've been ushered into this thing. And we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop. And with Trump, it seems like there's the next shoe every other fucking week. And I, again, I don't have, I don't, I don't really have an answer to it on that level it's like above my pay grade i'm just being clear and honest with you i do think that we owe it to ourselves at the very least to take care of our bodies and our minds and our spirits and to do so in a way that makes us available during a time like that and you're in a place where you can respond more easily and readily versus being in panic mode and, there, and there's there's no preparation for kind of where we're going, right? There's no there's no real drills for it. I mean, even somebody who had like a master prepper and all that shit, you know, when the shit hits the fan, it, it's a lot more real, and you get to test your shit out in real time, and you'll see how how prepared you are, or how tightly you're, as they say in the army, your shit is wired, right? So even the best preppers don't have, you know, real life experience with doing this stuff. And how long would they continue to do the game? I think a lot of it depends on, you know, the ratio of people that are that are waking up and sort of the overall plan. Let me show you a document here with the overall plan. And uh, this comes from Klaus Schwab. 
of the Dushvabians. This is to Mark Root, who's the Prime Minister of the Netherlands. Now, take note that this is from 2020, October 21st. They're feeling their oats. Dear, Mr. Dear Prime Minister, I am pleased to invite you to the World Economic Forum Annual Meeting 2021, which will take place in Lucerne, Bergenstock, Switzerland. Starting on Tuesday, 18 May, and ending in the evening, Friday, 21 May, 2021. This annual meeting will be the first opportunity for leaders from government and business to come together and design a common recovery path and build a more resilient, cohesive, sustainable society. Underpinning it will be the process of the Great Reset, an unprecedented mobilization of actionable ideas from the forum's action groups, platforms, and other initiatives to shape the post-COVID-19 world. I'll read the highlight section. In view of the leading role of the Netherlands has taken in steering Europe's recovery efforts and the future of Europe, your perspectives of building the Great Reset at a global level with international community would be highly appreciated. It also talks here, uh, this paragraph, the forum will limit participation in the event to ensure its community spirit. Participants in Lucerne Bergenstock will connect with a network of 400 hubs around the world, providing the opportunity for dialogue with the forum's global chapters, or shapers, or the forum's global shapers, and ensuring openness and inclusion. Oh my, there's that word. The annual meeting will only take place if the forum can guarantee the health and safety of participants in the host community. So there it is right there, 10-21-2020. This is an open letter to Mark Rube, basically saying, hey, look, we're going to flip this thing. And we're going to use this crisis as an opportunity to rebuild the world. The question I, I want to ask is, was that crisis great, great enough? I think it's a fair question. And I've been really hard on Trump with the vaccines, warp speed, boasting about the vaccines. But I'll say this, that I do think that they wanted the knockout blow with COVID. They wanted the entire United States lockdown for a long period of time right that was october of 2020 like the the the, the frenzy of covid is happening at that time and i think that that they had this idea i mean, I mean even though they were probably successful at a certain level 
by uh, inoculating a number of people. By the way, a news director for ESPN just dropped dead at the College World Series. Go figure. I think they thought that it would be worse and wanted more, even though they did accomplish, I think, uh, part of their goal to reduce the population. And it's working. But I think they wanted to have a much greater lock on the populace, and they didn't get it. Now, you could make a case for Trump with that, possibly, by theoretically keeping America open, decoupling. You could make a case for it. Um, but I don't think they got what they wanted. So they're behind the eight ball a bit now. And the next thing they're going to try it out is this whole climate thing. That's coming. Uh, the climate thing will be the new COVID. And just keep your eye on the weather this summer because it's about to get hot, really, really hot. And I could easily see brownouts, blackouts, cyber attacks, all the, all the shit that would go along with a chaotic and hot summer. And they'll blame it on the climate, just like they're blaming the fires in Canada on the climate even though a lot of them were set by people. And of course they had the, you know, the, the drone thing. I can't really uh, validate the drone thing, but there were people they arrested for starting those fires. That's on the record. That's on the public record. So I guess you got to stay cool. That's really, I think that's the key. You got to stay cool. You got to stay cool and keep your head while everybody else is losing theirs. And especially if the shit is the fan. Don't panic, right? Just don't panic. We want to stay out of panic. Because when you're in panic, you, you just lose shit. Your cortisol goes up and you just lose shit, right? You also don't want to have just a laissez-faire, let me worry attitude, because that probably won't serve you either. Uh, and I know I'm doing a little bit of uh, future tripping and future casting, but we're getting feels like we're getting close. Right, we're getting close to something here. Somebody sent me a video of uh, this whole CBDC thing happening going down in June. I don't know if it will or not, but if we wait long enough and the sun goes into Cancer and we get into that, like that sun Pluto opposition, Pluto at 29. That'll be interesting. Of course, cancer is all about resources and security and safety. So here we are. We're kind of, I wouldn't say we're in the eye of the storm, but we're, we're approaching something. And every time Trump gets indicted, it gets a little hotter. And the rhetoric rises. And uh, stay cool. All right. I think that's what I have for today. And I'm sure there's more. I bet I could go on my news feed and I'll bet you there's some. Oh, okay. So here's another one. Let's watch this. I plucked this from Twitter.
So this is, again, Trump-related. And he says he has the political ammunition to go scorched earth. Let's, let's watch this video and see what happens. Definitely wanted to play this. I want to read you something you wrote today on Truth Social. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the USA, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family, and then on from there. But I mean, w- would you really appoint someone, or do, I mean, do, where does this where does this all end? Well, they've opened up the box. Look, Bill Barr is a weak uh, coward, and he didn't want to do anything on this, and yet. In many ways, a lot of people sort of, including me, I said, you know, I get it, because uh, you don't want to go after uh, sitting presidents and vice presidents and all of the things. So I, I sort of got it. Not necessarily a believer, but now they've opened up the Pandora's box. And now we're in a position where we can say, and look at the corruption in the Biden family, the millions and millions of dollars pouring in from China and other places. He's not wrong, by the way. From Burisma, uh, you take a look at the money coming in from Ukraine, so much money, and nobody does anything about that. Well, we're going we're gonna to get to it. And now we can do it, now because now the box has been opened. It's the Pandora's box that has been opened and it's been wide open, so I'm allowed to do that. People will say, now we get it. Okay, so what, two years from now? Here's what I think. I don't even think Biden makes it. I don't think he makes it. Gavin Newsom is way too active. Way too active. I don't think Biden campaigns in 2024. He's done. And they'll just, whoever the guy is, right, they'll just pull the plug on the actor and he'll be done. And so there won't be any scorched earth with Biden. Hunter Biden, who knows? Who knows, right? So by the time he gets there, I, I, I think Joe Biden will be irrelevant at that point. If Donald Trump was really smart, he'd start looking to fucking Gavin Newsom and get ahead of the curve there. Anyway, that just popped up. I thought I'd share that with you. Okay. It's back to being a caretaker. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll be back tomorrow down in Studio A. We might have a Jasper sighting tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart to say what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix, and uh, you've been watching, listening to 15 Minutes of Flame. Bye for now.